0: Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Woo! Yeah, do do man. you guys know who um, Anna DiArmas is? No. Did you see Knives Out? No. Have you ever heard of Ben Affleck? Yes. <laughs> okay, well. Do he, I win a prize? Nope. Because you pretty much got all the answers wrong. So she was in the. the Movie *Knives Out*. She was fabulous. Actually, she was really, really, really good. And listen to this story; it's so interesting. She appeared in the trailer for *Yesterday*. Did you see that movie?
1: Yes, the Beatles. Thing. Yes. Yeah. Did you like that movie? No, I, no, because I thought it started really strong, and then con- conceptually it was cool. Guy discovers the Beatles songs and realizes he's in like this alternate universe where no one has ever heard of the Beatles, and so he has this moral dilemma, what do I do with this music? People really have never heard songs from the Beatles. I could do anything with this.
0: Right. So then he ends up getting the credit for these amazing songs. Anyway. It
1: started strong and ended blah.
0: Okay. I'll give you that. I I liked it. Liked it, not loved it. But listen to this. So... She appeared in the trailer for that movie and never appeared in the movie. Oh. So there is uh, fans of hers are suing Universal Studios for cutting her out of the movie. So there are two men. They're seeking five million dollars. On behalf of themselves and all other affected consumers who may have spent money on the movie in hopes of seeing the actress, only to be disappointed, they are uh, accusing Universal of engaging in deceptive marketing. Oh, boy. I mean, why stop there? Can we sue if a movie looks good?
1: And sucks. (laughs) And then
0: ends up sucking?
1: Yeah, right. There's a fair amount of class action lawsuits I'd love to be roped into in that case.
0: Right? Right. I mean,
1: I bet you that's in the, I would imagine that that's in a contract somewhere that if you've never dealt with a contract before, um, generally the person who is employing you or your services has all of the power. That's
0: exactly right.
1: And so I bet in their contract, they have a, we can use you. We, we have the right to use as little, as much, none, all of the footage that we get from you. Yeah. I just wonder yeah. if they have a foot to stand on.
0: It's it's kind of an interesting idea. But then again, isn't the purpose of the trailer to deceive you? (laughs) You know, so all the good stuff is always
1: in the trailer. No, it's it's to tease you. That's why I like it when I like not watch. I do enjoy trailers, but I like the art of not watching trailers, so that you go into a movie blind and you don't know and you don't because don't you watch trailers sometimes, and you see a scene. And then the whole time in the movie, let's say you're waiting to see, will this guy survive or not? You think back to the trailer, but what about that scene where he drives off the cliff and lands in a pile of mud? That hasn't happened yet. So this scene prior to, I know there's no way that he dies because I haven't seen the mud scene yet. Do you know what I'm saying? That's a very poor way of describing it.
0: You're waiting for that particular scene. That's basically the gist of what you're saying, right? Because... You want to see how it's related.
1: I think Chris Nolan does a good job of not telling you much in his trailers.
0: I, I'm i not like a Chris Nolan know-it-all kind of, I don't really, I, I mean, was he like the Batman?
1: Yeah, he, he famously directed the Batman trilogy with Christian Bale, and then he did Inception, which would... It would actually physically, I believe, break your brain, Donna.
0: Yeah, it it already you is when it. you talk about what it's about. I'm like, nope. Oh, I
1: still want you to watch it, though.
0: It. I, I don't go to the can... movies to do Sudoku or Sudoku <laughs> or whatever it's called. I don't want to work.
1: Come on.
0: Inception. Donna? That's the Leo DiCaprio one. Leonardo
1: DiCaprio. Ken Watanabe is in that. It's uh, like alternate it Oh, I like it's, her. It's kind of a dream. Jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Don't you like? Jiggle? I love him. I love you're him. You're a big jiggle fan. I think you might like this. You might be surprised. It's just conceptually, you know, when you dream and you almost know that you're in a dream. Yes, that's sort of that's the seed of this movie, and let it grow. See what it grows into. Mm, I don't but, know. And then it's the endings. Be a Fungus? No, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be a fungus, Donna. It's, it's going to be an interesting, mental, mentally challenging. What if instead of challenging and you thinking of you having to work through a movie like Inception, what if we said it was intellectually stimulating?
0: uh, That's better.
1: Which brings me to my next point about Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Thank you for asking. Oh, really? I know that you are starting to hate him as time goes on.
0: I don't hate him.
1: You're getting there.
0: No, I mean, he just bugs me.
1: I'm going to read you something from him. But okay? he's
0: very handsome, and he looks like he smells good, and that counts for something. <laughs> Wait a second.
2: Welcome to The Rock. I want to talk! This is Rock Talk. Just get me The Rock. I want to talk! Where Donna and Steve talk about The Rock. I want to
0: talk!
2: woo Rock show! I want to talk! Rock show! The rock
1: is cooking. I'm going to read this as written on The Rock's Instagram page. This was three days ago. Okay. But we just talked about you feeling like a movie like Inception would be mentally exhausting. But if we change the phrasing, what if it were intellectually stimulating? Feels different. It does. The Rock posts a picture.
0: <clears throat> it does.
1: Thank you. <laughs> he says, late night grind, gratitude and growth. I'll share a little philosophy with you guys that's helped me achieve some success over the years. I think this is actually good. Not, not super woo-woo. This is good. When it comes to hard work and things I'm passionate about, years ago, I stopped saying I have to, and I started saying I get to. Big psychological shift on how you approach the daily grind of bleep, we got to get done. I get to train hard and push myself to the breaking point. Okay, I get to get my ass kicked and come back stronger. I get to be the hardest worker in the bleeping room. Because when you get to do the things you love, it's a privilege. Try switching have to, to get to, and start to feel that grind, gratitude, and growth. I'll see you there. Okay, his little rockisms aside, those little shifts, even that. It's worth an experiment for the week, right? Anytime you say I have to, just I have to go to the gym today. I get to. How about I have to pick up my dry cleaning today? I get to because I can still drive a vehicle. I'm still able-bodied enough to get around and all of that. He's suggesting that slight change in how the language we use in our minds and from our mouths can have a pretty big impact on how you feel about the things that need to be done.
0: I am down with that. Donna? I like it. I, I do like that.
1: Are you being held against your will in there? <laughs> say what you really think. think
0: twice. Uh no, I really do I, I I do think like waking up and starting the day with a feeling of gratitude really does change your day.
1: Yeah. And then and it's a good practice too. It's a good challenge for the week. Anytime you're about to say I have to, change it to I get to. I remember when I worked out at CrossFit Chan Bring It Studios, um, Aaron O'Brien, uh, we all know James Denton, former Mr. Manuary, uh, he, his wife, Aaron, would say at the end of every workout, uh, we are grateful that we get to work out. We're grateful yeah, that we get to exercise. Nice. After you were beat up and torn out, your muscles are burning, you feel fatigued, we're grateful that we get to do this.
0: I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Listen. I think it's stage low.
1: <laughs> Polka Dolls, so last spring.
0: We've got food news. Sorry, I sneaked into right a Tim Gunn.
1: I didn't know if we were doing the snaggle plus guy or yeah, Tim Gunn. I
0: not know both of them.
1: Uh, food news. Oh, guys, there are five ways that your egg carton is lying to you. It has nothing to do with the expiration date either. Mm. Tell you how you're being lied to when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk.
0: Hey, everyone knows The Y is a terrific place to run, swim, stretch, and work on your fitness goals.
1: Well, of course, but did you know that they also offer other benefits that improve your whole person well-being? That's right. The Y offers health coaching, acupuncture, mindfulness, and yoga.
0: Yeah, so you can better your body and your mind. Oh, my gosh. Join The Y by January 31st and get $0 enrollment.
1: Go to YMCANorth.org. We're back.
0: Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. I don't have our food news open anymore. I accidentally erased it. So
1: Oh, Donna.
0: Welcome to Food News with Donna and Steve. Yummy. <sighs> Yummy.
1: Oh, it's like a like an MTV <laughs> unplugged. <laughs> um,
0: Sorry about that.
1: No, Donna, it's okay because as you said that, it was at the same time. That my link broke. It's all great. And it's all I going well. Uh, no, we have uh, food news about eggs. I saw this story this morning and it kind of reminded me of the way that. Remember when I had my hazelnut creamer awakening? Yes, I do. And I realized I was having tons of it and I was working out and trying to change my diet, but I couldn't lose any weight. And then my wife said, What if you cut back on the creamer? And. I thought, that's such a small thing. And then I realized that I was putting in eight tablespoons of hazelnut creamer into a cup of coffee, slowly just started pouring more and more each day. And I did the test. I blind poured, and then I poured it into a measuring cup, did it multiple times, and it always came out at eight tablespoons, (laughs) which means I wasn't getting five grams of sugar in that cup of coffee, which seems sort of docile. I was getting 40.
0: Oh my in gosh. the first cup. How many are you supposed to have a day again?
1: Oh, I don't know. Like a total of maybe 20 grams of sugar or something. And you I was were getting 40 in the first it. cup. <laughs> in the first cup, Donna. And then in the second cup, I was getting 40 more. In the third oh cup gosh. that I had prior to coming on radio, I had now 120 grams of sugar. But don't stop there. Stevie Boy likes an afternoon cup of coffee. 40 more grams of sugar. I was at 160 grams of sugar a day. <laughs> And about 1,200 calories. And I thought, why can I not lose this stubborn belly fat? Wait,
0: 1,200? You were only getting 1,200 calories?
1: From the creamer alone. Oh! (laughs) Donna, I was on a diet of that. (laughs) And then my food. It was unbelievable. Then I started looking at this hazelnut creamer thing. And it says all sorts of, like, bunk stuff on it. Where it just makes you think... That what you're getting is better. Are you guys creamer people?
0: I'm a creamer person, but I try not to do like the flavored one that much.
1: See, I would do like the Coffee Mate one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's great. It tastes great. It
2: tastes great. so good, but I try to avoid it.
1: But here, like, first, first of all, some of the marketing terms that they use on it. Triple churned. Two times richer than milk. Now, when you hear churn... You think this is like a dairy product. They're churning this. Thank you guys for doing the churning so I don't have to. This this is non-dairy. It's non-dairy, which means it shouldn't even be in the refrigerator section. It's taking up valuable refrigerator space in a grocery store. It does not need to be refrigerated. There's no dairy in it.
0: Quit yelling at me, man. Sorry. What did I do? So
1: anyway, this morning... I realize the same thing is happening with eggs. Five things that your egg carton is lying to you about. Uh, this on Suggest.com. Mm. If you see the words fresh, farm fresh, or natural on a carton of eggs, they mean absolutely nothing. The same goes for hormone-free or no added hormones. All this according to Suggest.com. These are just marketing terms with no real value. Describing eggs as fresh or farm fresh simply means they came from a chicken. This isn't the most helpful way to decide on which eggs to buy. Now, while the FDA has a grading system that actually accounts for freshness, empty phrases like farm fresh have no meaning behind them. Hmm. There's marketing thing number one, triple churned. It's not dairy. See what I'm getting at? All natural. You've ever seen that on a carton of eggs, Donna?
0: Of course. I mean, isn't everything that? Okay.
1: It says no egg is unnatural. As long as they come from a chicken. As for the hormone-free labels, the FDA banned the practice of adding hormones to egg-producing chickens more than 60 years ago. No growth or production hormones are ever fed to pullets, young hens, being grown to be egg-laying hens, nor during the egg-laying period. How about when you see a brown egg? Some egg cartons feature words...
0: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S., the person behind all of this
2: is Chris Jenner,
0: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
1: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Phrases that are technically correct, but they really aren't that helpful when deciding which eggs to purchase. Hmm. Brown eggs are simply the color of the eggshell. But that does not have an effect on the taste of the egg or its nutritional value. Can I get an Amen?
0: Amen. I'm well, not gonna I'm not gonna go down the like farm questions. Where does it uh, come like, from? Well, the I just bent. wanna know why brown, why white.
2: Good question.
1: That is a good question. What's... We don't have enough time to call our chicken expert, Elizabeth Reese, <laughs> who's an urban chicken farmer. I'm sure she <laughs> knows. But we choose not to know because we embrace wonder. (laughs) Some people
2: call it lack of research. We call it wonder. This is actually interesting, you guys. White eggs are laid by chickens with white feathers and white earlobes, while brown eggs are laid by red feathered chickens with red earlobes. Wow. That is the
1: difference. The main takeaway that we're all thinking? Thank you, Grant. They have (laughs) earlobes?
0: Yes, right. I didn't... Where are their ears? Because their heads are so tiny. I do like a chicken. I do like watching them walk.
1: Yeah, they're kind of funny <laughs> little animals.
0: Like, I'm afraid of them. Like, I would never attempt to pick one up. Mm. But I do like to interact with them.
1: I was uh, <laughs> at a farm in Kenya, hashtag global traveler, and uh, saw them cut a chicken's head right off, right in front of me. Then oh. they plucked that chicken and they cooked that chicken.
2: Did, okay. it, did it run?
1: It did. It stays active. Oh. Those that, that whole thing about... Chicken with its head cut off?
2: That's true, huh? That's true. Oh.
1: Here are two things that also don't matter on eggs. Omega-3. Ever see that on a carton of eggs? Disregard. Okay. Simply means that the chicken that laid the egg had a diet that featured omega-3 fatty acids. That does not necessarily mean that the eggs in the carton you are buying will contain those acids. And finally, kage-free or (laughs) cage-free. Doesn't mean what you think either. Yes, the birds that laid the eggs weren't kept in cages, But that does not guarantee that those chickens lived on some idyllic farm in the countryside. Idyllic. The egg-laying chickens often don't go outside and are raised in cramped, overpopulated, disgusting conditions. (laughs) Nice. Okay, thank you, Steve. I'm not claiming to be an expert. (laughs) I'm just saying I came across it and I thought that you guys should know. Thank you.
0: Also, Starbucks baristas
1: hate it when you order a Frappuccino. Why? That's what TikTok is saying that Because they take a long time.
0: Well, because they're icy drinks, right?
1: Icy. I don't think I've ever
0: had one. I have a friend who loves them.
1: (laughs) Unbelievable! You get yourself a caramel frappuccino, Donna. You'll 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 slap your cousin. Talk
0: about sugar. Do you know how much sugar is probably in that? Yes, I do. I don't want. I don't. I don't want to fight with sugar anymore. I'm just gonna leave it. Just leave it, man.
1: (laughs) All right. (laughs) It's (laughs) a muddy Monday. It is a muddy Monday. Oh man, have you heard of this term, a limitarian? Limitarian?
0: No, but I like it already.
1: Uh, I will tell you what it means. See what you think. That's coming up next on Money Monday. Welcome back. By the way, is it though? <laughs> 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 or okay. is this just going to be some random thought? No, no, no. This is a this is a true. By the way, okay. <laughs> after the windchill, <laughs> after the windchill advisory, just so you know. The next three days after that are two below, eight below, three below. (sighs) You know, I'd like to get a meteorologist on the phone. Okay. I want to know how many days below zero we've already had. Because we have had quite a few already. In in the winter of 2021, 2022, the winter of 2013, 2014 was the second most on record. There were 50 days below zero that was my first winter here we just moved from new mexico Mm
0: -hmm. and then
1: we moved and it was that it just feels like we're up around 20 ish already and i think the average is 10. but that's not why you called ladies and germs it's a money monday
2: come on now let's talk some money Money. Good. Let's talk about money. Money Monday. There are more things in the world to buy. It's and Steve. Than most people have money for. So, so, money Monday. Choices have to be made. But always it's Steve.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: well, you know what? You contributed to this, Donna. Thank because you. you texted me right after I unblocked you. I just keep trying to keep you blocked <laughs> during the weekend. And you said, hey, did you see Abigail Disney interviewed on CBS Sunday morning? I'm dream holy. So I turned it on, checked it out. Abigail Disney is one of the heirs of the Disney throne. She is the granddaughter of Roy Disney, who was the brother of Walt Disney. So Walt and Roy both created. Walt was really the spearhead, but Roy was like the business guy. Mm. And uh, Roy Disney was the only one of the Disney brothers to actually step foot inside of a completed Disney world, by the way. And then died a couple of years after. Really sad. That's right.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Anyway, yeah. Walt Disney never stepped foot in a completed Walt Disney world.
0: Isn't that sad?
1: Died prior to. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, she was on there and she was, it was talking about the rise in billionaires that we have seen. And essentially, it was a story about how much money is too much money. And they brought in some other talking heads throughout this. And she does not work for Disney. She has been outspoken before about Disney cast member pay, the pay disparity, and what Disney's CEO has made in the past, Bob Iger, namely. And alluding to the fact that her grandfather... Or her great uncle, Roy and Walt, would not have ever, they weren't in it for the money. They would think it's crazy that these people are making as much money as they are. They bring in some other talking heads to round out this discussion about billionaires. And I found it interesting because there was someone, oh goodness, was she a professor, let's say, let's make that up as her title. Okay. She introduced the concept of limitarianism. Hmm. Or she is a limitarian, which essentially is suggesting that we cap out for billionaires and figure out what that cap out number is, but she says, should there be some sort of a literal moral limit to how much money one person can have
0: mm.
1: which is a slippery slope mm-hmm. What she went into though was look at the Jeff Bezoses and the the Richard Bransons and these billionaires of the world. There was, a, there was a billionaire or a guy, at multi cajillionaire whatever, who was on. And he said, look, I don't know that we should cap that. But we do need to cap influence and power. Because what happens is the richest people end up having the most say in things. Right. And they can shift policy based on money and lobby and voice. And because you're a billionaire, people listen. And you have a platform. You can create a platform. You can put more ads on. So then it kind of throws the equality of who has say and should we all have equal say. But instead, it's not just that they have most money, but they've got the most influence as well, which is where I thought it became a more interesting argument. What do you think about limitarianism, where if we said you can't be worth more than a billion dollars, after that, any money that you make gets divvied up in some, let's pretend it's some noble, non-political way to... Causes of need.
0: Well, then that's not capitalism.
1: It is that would not be capitalism,
0: right? So, <laughs> I but how do
1: you feel about that? She's she's suggesting limitarianism.
0: I I mean, on paper, I think it sounds great.
1: So did communism. I think
0: exactly. At times, <laughs> exactly. it was like
1: that. Kind of yeah. makes good sense. That's right. Interesting. Like let's
0: like, it's like let's get the balance back in sure. balance, kind of thing. I I can't see it ever happening. Right. But I I think it's. It sound, Like I said, it sounds good on paper.
1: Abigail Disney, again, the granddaughter of Roy Disney, was saying... I like her. Saying, She seems cool. Did you hear the part mentioning the Japanese beetle? That it can get inside of a tree
0: Yeah.
1: and eats away at the inside of the tree, and everything looks good on until outside. one day the tree just falls over because it's hollow inside. She seems to have quite a disdain for money. Because she says, I think it's like that with money. The more money you get, the more it eats away at you. There is an oft misquoted verse of the Bible. Money is the root of all evil, which is not what it says. Love of money is the Mm, root of all evil. Gotcha. So I thought there were some interesting points being made there, which is when you think it is your route to happiness, to overcoming anxiety, to peace. If you think you'll get peace through money, happiness through money, all of that, that's, I think, to her point, when it becomes the Japanese beetle inside of you and starts to erode away in all the things because you made a good thing, an ultimate thing, and that's when things go bad.
0: Did you happen to see the house she was speaking from?
1: I did not really. Was it quite posh?
0: Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. It was amazing. Amazing. I, I'm not saying she shouldn't have that house. I'm just saying it just it kind of feels a little ivory tower. Yeah, like she's saying these things, but she's not coming from that place of someone who doesn't have the power and the and the money because she's got it.
1: She has a net worth of 120 million dollars.
0: That's a lot of money.
1: Lots of it, and not um, close to a billion. Yeah, much further from a billion yeah, than you true. think. <laughs> That's as close as twelve thousand dollars is to a hundred thousand dollars. Exactly.
2: Right.
0: Right. Right. Right.
1: Um, you know, but on the flip side of that, a rich person that kind of has more credibility coming at another rich person. So you're
0: giving them the power again. <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not giving them
1: power. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, it's it's kind of like I can. I've got a lot of money, so we can call each other on it, whereas opposed to. Someone who's just in a tiny one-bed apartment or studio apartment saying, we should all have the same amount of money or they yeah. shouldn't be able to make no, that much that's money. that's a
0: good point. That comes point. from
1: more a place of lack where she does not come up, come from a place of yeah. lack. And she also was speaking, you know, speaking out at least about the uh, the dynamics of pay at Disney and has done some stuff where she just thinks that some of those cast members who work at parks and things like that. And
0: work hard.
1: And work hard just aren't getting the same amount of pay. It's tricky. By the way, the 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 kajillionaire guy who was saying, "Look, I think that we shouldn't be limiting people's earning capacity. We should be limiting their 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 say. It shouldn't be just the rich people or the loudest voices." He did say, to your point, Donna. I'm not suggesting capitalism is the best way of doing things, but I think, or, or is a perfect system, but I think it's the best of all the systems that are out there. Hmm. All the systems are imperfect, but if you look at all of them, his push was, now again, he's loaded because he had made a lot of money on something that he sold. He, he's just saying it's, you may not love it, but go find a better one that really works as well for everyone. But I don't know. It's layered. What do you want me to do? I don't know. Oh, fine. I'll shift to this It was story. an
0: interesting story, though. Definitely uh,
1: CBS Sunday morning. You can check it out uh, on demand now. Did you hear about the toddler that cleared out his mom's online shopping cart?
0: No. <laughs> yes.
1: Mom and dad are, and this cute little guy, too. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's a mom had a shopping cart open on like Walmart and just, you know, put it in the car, put it in the car, put it in. The, it's like saving it just so you don't forget like, oh, someday I'd like to buy this. They started getting boxes, one box, then two box, then four box, then ten box, and they thought, "What's going on? Did you order? Some? I didn't order anything. Did you order? Some? I didn't order anything. Oh, Did any no. of our older kids order anything? No." And then they all slowly hone in on the two year old, Ayanch, Ayanch. He was the culprit. He went into his mom's phone, got into his, her Walmart cart, and just hit purchase. So it was and just it playing purchased.
0: around, and they started <laughs> buying things.
1: That's how much money. Oh my gosh. That cost. Uh, They said it's really hard to believe that he has done this, but that's what happened. That's what his (laughs) father, Pramod Kumar, said. He's so little. He's so cute. We Mm. were laughing that he ordered all this stuff. Walmart did not immediately respond for comment uh, when requested on Saturday. The family said they do plan to keep some of the packages, they'll return some of the others so that they can get a refund. Pramod Kumar said the family they've learned a valuable lesson to lock their cell phones, tough passcodes, face recognition, so that when he picks it up, he can't get in there. There's got to be a code before a purchase.
0: Oh my god, that's so funny though. It is. Careful with your phones.
1: Yeah, you got to be careful. We've never had any of those accidental purchases from a kid. Yeah, the Lord. Or like any accidental Instagram posts. Oh my gosh. Tweets, you know.
0: Well, it's still early, Steve.
1: Yeah, it's still early. You're right, Donna.
0: So it was like a big football uh, weekend.
1: The greatest football weekend of all time, probably. Yeah. In the NFL. Truly. Okay. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Did
0: you see this story from, I don't know, it was probably just like four days ago, maybe Thursday or something about the Cowboys fan who was caught with his side action on national TV.
1: No. Oh, no.
0: This is so it's it's funny, but not for him. Or his girlfriend, so he has a girlfriend. But he was seen, and the and you know the camera. There's a hundred thousand people in the you know stands or however many, and no. they zoomed in on him, and he mm. got so busted. Oh no! By his girlfriend, she broke up with him, of course. Um, but it it was very interesting. I'll give you the link to the story, this, so if anybody wants to hear
2: this happened it. in Minnesota a few years ago between a Minnesota fan and a Green Bay Wisconsin fan, and the girl. Ended up getting, you know, blasted all over social media. She lost her job. I mean, it was a big story wow. here in Minnesota because a couple were cheating on each other. And oh they're from opposing teams at a Vikings game. Same type thing. Same thing.
0: That is crazy. Yeah. Guys, there are cameras everywhere. Everywhere. Thank I'm you. I'm looking
2: at one right now.
1: That's true. <laughs> we're, I we're,
0: Right. Exactly.
1: You don't know who else is seeing. It? Who's tapping into this feed? I don't know.
0: We really don't. We don't know. Um, Hi.
1: Hey, real quick, by the way, we've got our great listener rewards for the month of January. New Year, new prizes. You can enter to win cash to pay off those holiday shopping bills. Plus, we've got gift cards, MyTalk Year, and more. See everything up for grabs and listener rewards on the app or at MyTalk1071.com. I think I have a fun way for us to end the show, Donna. I came across this uh, MTV log, kind of a rundown for uh, 1983. The Mm. songs, the videos that they were playing, the songs that they wanted to play three to four times a day, the songs they wanted one or two plays a day. Oh, yeah. Memory Lane coming your way next on My Talk. A stretch of
0: the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Ooh, it's Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Good
1: morning, everybody.
0: I am Grant is here. Hey,
1: I am Grant. What's up, guys? He's back.
0: Yeah, we yeah. just got a nice email about you.
1: Limited time only. Enjoy him while you can. He's like the McRib. <laughs> you don't know when it's gonna or pop back up. Or the fish fillet
0: during Lent. Yeah, yeah. Do whatever. I'm good
1: every Friday. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what was the email?
0: Just somebody saying they were pleasantly surprised to hear Grant's giggle. Oh,
1: the Grant. They've been on giggle. conference
0: calls all morning, and then when they tuned in, they heard him, and we're like, "Oh, we love Rocco." But it was a nice surprise to hear Grant too.
1: His yeah. giggle. His giggle has gone viral. <laughs> it's true. By the way, we got a nice um, email from our our buddy Omar last week.
0: Oh yeah. Hi and, Omar. Uh, what
1: did do Omar? Omar sent in a. Uh, of course, he said, "Hey, you scumbags," which is a tough love, and yeah, that right? helps us. That's fine. But he sent in a, uh, a cologne recommendation for me that yesterday I was at Target, and I thought, was it a Target cologne that he sent me? Can I get it here? But it's on this website called Dossier. Have you Mm-mm. familiar mm. with this? No. Nope. Dossier, and it's only like twenty nine bucks, and it's like a woody chestnut situation. Do you think I should try Omar's cologne?
0: Sure. Oh,
1: he says it's really nice. Mm. You would like to smell me in something different, right, Donna? Yes, for you're sure. always upset with what I'm wearing. Just think you should switch it up a little more. Okay. Well, well, maybe I could try this then. It's a. Uh, what does he say it's called here? Let's see. It's a oh, Woody Chestnut. That's what it's called. Woody Chestnut.
2: Mm. The name. It's a
1: unisex scent. That'll have you smelling amazing, and it's pretty cheap. It's the cologne I've been wearing for a few months now, and I personally love it, says Omar. It makes you smell like the best memories you had as a kid by the fireplace around Christmas time. It's the only way I can describe it, and I don't even celebrate Christmas or own a fireplace. If you get this, Steve, does that make us best friends? Yes. Oh, and hi, Donna. That was from Omar.
0: Suck it, Omar.
1: He also said (laughs) earlier, this isn't an ad, by the way. I'm just a man of the people. I know, Steve, you being a father of 11 or so kids, you don't want to drop major coin on smelling great. We can't all be Scrooge McDuck Donna over there swimming in piles of money.
0: <laughs> what for
1: Yeah, that's okay.
0: true. Huh.
1: I just posted on the show links page, if you want to look at it, because it's kind of fun. It's like a memo, a video programming memo that went out on January 26th, 1983. Whoa.
0: Oh, so this is a... Is it a memo or is it a, Is it their log, their click music the,
1: log? Click on the linky-winky-dink.
0: Okay. I don't know is what probably, you would technically call it. You would probably it's, call it their music log, their video log.
1: They have a few different categories. New videos added, heavy rotation, medium rotation, and light rotation.
0: Okay, we so when I worked at a radio station... Because just think of this as the same as a radio station. We used to put these in record stores. So we would... Print up the weekly uh, playlist, if you will, and bring it to record store so that when you checked out, you know how you could, like, take a pamphlet? Yeah. It would have our station's playlist okay. for consumers to walk away with. So this is, okay, so this is pretty similar to that. This yeah. is cool. It's neat.
1: Yeah, it's kind of, It's just a, a look back at time. So let me see if I can take everybody back to the year 1983. Some of the new videos that they had just added, including, um, do you remember this one from Hasey Fantasey? Mm. John Wayne is a big leggy. <laughs> what was going on back then? I
0: have no idea. Joe
1: Jackson breaking us in too. Mm. Uh, Motley Crue, Live Wire was a new video that was just added.
0: How about Greg Kinn? Our love's in jeopardy. How baby. about
1: Sticks, Mister Roboto? Ooh. Um, so here's what they were playing in heavy rotation. So heavy rotation meant three to four plays a day that they wanted this music video on. Some of those include Pat Benatar's "A Little Too Late," okay. Phil Collins, "You Can't Hurry Love."
0: Ooh, all the Duran Duran songs there. Double
1: Durop Durop. Durup. dur-up, uh, dur-up. Uh, Hungry like a wolf. Ooh. And Rio. What's Rio?
0: Um, Her name was Rio, and she... Uh, huh, huh,
1: huh, huh. Yeah.
0: yeah, it was a good song. Da, da,
1: da, da, in da, fact, da, da, I had a listener
0: who called her... Her name was Jackie, but she called herself Rio because she was such a big fan. She's oh, like, fun. hey, it's Rio. Hey, Rio.
1: Uh, Hall and Oates had a couple, One on One and Family Man. Those music videos were playing a lot this week in 1983 on MTV. Billy Joel had Allentown. <laughs> Oh, that's Allentown, Pennsylvania, I think, that he's talking yeah, about. for sure. Yeah. Is he a Philly guy? I Jersey.
0: don't think so. I think he's a New York, New York. guy. Long Island, Long Island. But I think he was very much in touch with the working man.
1: Yes. So those were three to four plays a day. Heavy rotation. Medium rotation is what MTV had back then. Two to three times a day. You could catch Culture Club doing uh, Do You Really Want to Hurt Me? Great song. Let's see Def Leppard's Photograph. I love
0: that one too. That's great. How about
1: Modern English? I melt with you.
0: Oh, is that stop
1: the world and melt with you?
0: You see the future. Oh, there's a couple of Adam Ant songs. Desperate, not uh, serious. Friend or foe? I didn't know that those even got a lot of play.
1: That's funny because you just went into light rotation. One to two plays per day. No, that's okay. Adamant, Desperate But Not Serious, and Friend or Foe were in light rotation just once or twice a day. So you'd really have to be watching a lot if you wanted to catch that one. So, too, if you wanted to catch, uh, let's see here. Thomas Dolby, She Blinded Me With Silence. Oh, Do you remember that?
0: Science. She blinded me with science. Science! Oh. No? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. When well, you sing it. <laughs> Ken, Kenny Loggins, Swear Your Love. Hmm. Rush Had Countdown.
0: that was a good song what
1: about talk talk the song was today do you remember i remember
0: talk talk but i don't remember that song well that's fun wow how
1: about toto coelho who had i eat cannibals Mm. years this is decades before the army hammer story (laughs) tina turner had ball of confusion Oh, and then there are MTV Weekend Events. This is this programming note that is floating around on Twitter today of MTV This Week back in 1983. MTV Weekend Events, Saturday concerts, Judas Priest. Wow. wow. Sunday specials include Andy Summers and then Fleetwood Mac. Judas Priest on MTV. Anyway, there you go. Thanks, Uh, Steve. So if you want to look through it all and just have a little nostalgic vibe, you can see it on the show links page. That's where we also have Donna. Thanks so much for asking about the show links page today. (laughs) Uh, That's where we also have pictures of the Richard Gere home, the $28 million New York home that he is selling. So pretty. And we also have the link to Betty White's uh, final video message to her fans.
0: Yes, which is very, very sweet.
1: Very sweet, yeah.
0: All right. Well, it was good talking to you guys today.
1: Uh, Yeah, it feels like a long phone call (laughs) (laughs) that you wanted to get off like an hour in. But Uh. the Minnesota goodbye just kept going on
0: and Uh, on and on. Yes,
2: exactly. And here we are.
0: thank you for helping us
1: today. It was great to be
2: back. Are you going to hang out with the ladies this afternoon? I am, yeah. So we're going to get together here after this and brainstorm a little bit for the uh, LoJ show and figure out what we're going to do. Be honest.
1: How are they treating you?
2: Is it abusive? No, no, no. Things have gotten uh, to be quite fun as we've gotten to grow closer and closer as the days have gone on. Oh, that's so sweet. Do you even miss us anymore? Every day. That is why I'm happy to be here. And it was a lot of fun for the short time I got to spend with you guys. So thank you for having me.
1: Well, we're happy that you are here. Donna, you are uh, at the top of your game as always. And it's a pleasure to work (laughs) alongside you. And I you. Okay, thank you. Goodbye.
2: Th- this is for you, Steve.
1: Oh, good for you. It's been too long. <laughs> they Cobra coming in.